Hello, Jason and fellow Screenites. Colin Green here. Um, interested to hear uh, yourself, Jason, talking about um, DCC. Uh, I've got a bunch of that stuff on my shelves. I've got modules, the rule book I love, really, uh, really great book. Just love it, but not played it. Um, why, why is that? It intimidates me, I feel. I uh, just wondered, is, does anybody else get this uh, intimidation by systems or things that put them off from playing a game? I'd be interested to hear. Um, yeah, because what do you do with all that stuff? What to do, what to do indeed, Colin. That is a very good question. I would say it might be the question of the year or the last few years, actually. Uh, I'm talking about all of these products that customers are being deluged by. Obviously, they love them because we pay for them, we do, we kickstart them, we Indiegogo them, we buy them. Uh, we all want them. We want more and more and more, but I don't really feel like we're necessarily playing more and more and more. Um, we're mining them for ideas. I think that part of the situation is in this golden era of RPGs, a lot of us that were playing in the early seven or late 70s and early 80s, we're now uh, older and we have some disposable income and we want to spend it on a hobby that we love. So every person takes BX and they have five house rules they want to add and so they toss them on and let's see if other people are interested in it. Let's see if uh, I can't support my hobby with my hobby, uh, which is obviously my dream. But anyway, I'm kind of getting away from Colin's question. So let's get back to it a little bit. Oh, and I guess I should say this is Random Screed. I am Jason Hobbs, and I'll be uh, blathering at you for a few minutes today, I guess. Let me start off by saying I am bad at reading rules. I enjoy getting new books, and I'm constantly buying books off of the Goblin Emporium, and then I'm reading them, and then sometimes I move them along and sell them to someone else. Or sometimes I keep them, put on my shelf, and occasionally I promise myself to go back and read them, and I never do. Uh, these are reasons that people are doing RPG a month uh, challenges. So they pick an RPG each month, and they read the rule book, and then they try to play it. Uh, my man Ray Otis is doing something like this. He's a patron of uh, Hobbs and Friends of the OSR. Uh, thanks, Ray. There's a shout-out for you, buddy. But... Uh, I guess that's some things that you can do with them. You know, you read them to get comfortable with them, and then uh, you try and play them. I guess I don't necessarily have a better answer than that, and I, I guarantee I have it. I mean, I just bought Crips and things. I talked about it on the show. Will I ever play it? I don't know. They already have a second edition. I bought the first edition, and from what I can tell, I'm going to prefer that over second. But, heck, I guess you don't really know unless you play. Um... Why aren't you playing? You're intimidated? I don't know if I'm ever intimidated by rules systems. More for me is a situation where I read the rules and I find things in them I really like, but then I wonder how they'll come out and play. Like Dungeon Crawl Classics is a perfect example. So I love the danger of the magic system. I love how wonky it is and how random it can be and how difficult it is to channel the powers that uh, are beyond the can of men. But 
I, <laughs> on the other hand, I sort of hate this very dramatic moment and again I'll give you an example we're doing the play test for uh, Stephen Newton's new adventure for Halloween uh, Goodman Games DCC right so he one of my one of my players the wizard was so excited about playing DCC and playing a wizard because of how cool the magic system and how difficult it makes magic and just adds a mystery to it it's like make magic great again or something anyway he's all excited about using rope rope you trick or rope use or something because he he envisions in his mind this awesome thing that it can be of course uh when the pentultimate moment comes he rolls a one so it ties him and the other person up and they fail to save the person they're trying to save because they're tied up for five rounds or two turns or whatever it was. Uh, it was funny. In, in some ways, it was kind of classic and it goes along with the underlying theme of Dungeon Crawl Classics and thereby uh, Appendix N literature that it isn't always going to be perfect and failure in games is sometimes better than success. But... I kind of really hate the latency that the game creates from, oh, I rolled a 20. Okay, wait a second. What critical table are you? Oh, wait, what die are you supposed to? Oh, it's even harder as the GM because I'm always confused about what the monsters are supposed to use. And in all honesty, this is a game mastery issue. If I was constantly running the game, I would know these things by heart. I'd be able to pick up my handy reference book and just run it, you know. But that's maybe that is part of the intimidation factor is knowing that you're kind of going to suck at running it for a while but um, as with anything I think you have to weigh the pros and cons and if uh, something talks to you enough that you have to just play it then play it you know no one thinks you're perfect people you know source the table to help you with the rules uh, that's what I've done with 5th edition and DCC uh, almost any game really I always feel like I'm probably one of the least um, system mastery person at the table and a lot of times I will just say hey you know why don't you check on this and then move on to the next guy so this is kind of maybe this is the answer you know I don't know Colin but uh, hopefully it helped uh, all right so thanks Colin for calling in and I hope that uh, that little screed helped you out man all right, on to another thing. So I've been playing with Anchor. I mean, it's been two weeks since I put one out, and that's mostly because I've spiraled down into a downward slide uh, that my other hobby is not helping me. I think it's actually keeping me where I'm at. And uh, I kind of wanted to talk about a couple things. First off, do you like the transition sounds? Is it a pain in the ass? Do you like it? I was listening to uh, Tim Shorts at Gothridge Manor today, and he doesn't use them. And it sounds nice, you know, his is nice. Of course, he's not driving around in a work van that is loud as hell like I am anyway, so I guess production values have never been uh, the key to random screed. <laughs> so, anyhow, let me know what you think about those. Keep using transitions or F no? Or are you sick of hearing the sounds of my van? Would you prefer me to record random screed another way? Let me know. Inquiring minds want to know, man. All right, so uh, on to this other topic with when you're in a funk and 
you're starting to get out of it, but some of your actions just keep pushing you down into it. So I don't know if I've talked about it much, but I'm a pretty avid poker player. Now, I'm not going to say I'm the greatest poker player around and I should be playing on the professional circuit, but I am very successful at poker in all of the home games I play, which is from any number of people, 100 people or something that I play in different games with and would say that I am an accomplished poker player. So I recently started playing poker on this app, and the first day I was up 500 in a day, which is a lot for a quarter 50 game. It's a crazy amount. Uh, But then over the next week and a half now, shit, I've destroyed my entire bankroll. And there is nothing that is more depressing than winning a couple tournaments and kicking your bankroll up into a very healthy place where it can help uh, pay for your cons that are coming up. And just, you know, things are looking up. It's one of those future's so bright, I got to wear shades situation. And then, you know, you get bad beat after bad beat, or then you start to make a bad decision because you're stuck. And now, a week and a half later, you're con fund is gone and your bankroll is so low you're going to have trouble funding your normal stuff whereas if you didn't even do it you know you'd still be up all this money so i'm not saying that i'm broke or destitute or i mean this is all money that i won from other places and i have you know this my bankroll is there for me to lose if that's what happens you know it's it's part of it and then i'll have to quit playing for a while until i build it back up with side jobs or whatever but I just wanted to talk briefly about how destructive behavior in some ways can be good. And maybe it's not destructive behavior. I'm just going to say behavior can be destructive, even if in some ways it's good. If it's also bad and it's crushing you, like I feel like I've been crushed the last couple of weeks uh, under deadlines and then under just this horrific luck uh, at poker. I mean, what's the answer? You know, I feel like, God, I have a couple hundred bucks left and I could turn that around. And I mean, numbers wise, I should be okay. It's going to mathematically correct itself. But if it doesn't, then what? You know, I'm putting myself into dangerous territory there. So it's something that I've really been pondering and has been kind of keeping me down. And I mean, I think I know what the answer is. It's the same answer as drinking, right? If it's uh, continually causing you harm, then the good things don't overweigh the bad things. Uh, That's kind of the way that I've always said I make decisions. You know, you make your list, pros and cons, and then you weigh them against each other. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) as you can see, it doesn't take much for gambling to not necessarily be, or just the right kind of gambling. If you're really good at this type, then only do this type. Don't do this type over here. Right? That doesn't make any sense to keep losing. There's a part of me that wants to master it and get better at it because I feel challenged. But the lessons are too expensive, so I have to figure out a better way to take care of that. Um, so I guess I guess that's it. Uh, I should probably tell you that today is May 9th, 2018. You've been listening to Random Screed, and I am Jason Hobbs.